Whereas if you wash at home, that water just washes down the drain. And you know, there's a joke that um, chemicals for dishes, not fishes type thing. Oh. Yeah, so we, we just, we recoup it. It's a little greener okay. um, than washing at home where nobody, you know, gets in the groundwater, things like that. You're listening to The Quick Cast. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome into another episode of the Quick Cast. My name is Chris Calloway with the marketing department here at Quick Trip, joined by McKenna Dirks from our digital marketing team. And our guest today is Shannon Yant, a project coordinator from Store Engineering, who spends a great deal of her time working with car washes. That's going to be our main topic today. Shannon, welcome into the Quick Cast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. So working in Store Engineering with car washes. Can you kind of just tell me about your role and your team and kind of what goes on there? Yeah, so um, Star Engineering, specifically our car wash role is what we do is we put in new car washes, we look at new equipment, we look at old equipment and see if it needs to be updated. Um, And then broader spectrum, we service our own equipment internally. That's our car wash service team. Um, Look at, like I said, new initiatives, kind of a general operations role of car washes. So how long have car washes been a part of what we do here at Quick Trip? Oh, I should have looked that one up. Um, I know it started, we've actually done it a couple of times. Okay. Um, tried to add them. I think they didn't work well. I think there wasn't a huge focus on it. And then a few years later, and I, you, I would have to double check this, but I think 662 Egan was our first official car wash, which was 98 maybe, okay. um, where we took it, got a really good partner in the business with us, and then just continued on since then. Okay. So... 25, 30 years. They haven't been around as long as Quick Trip, but if we started with one, how many are we up to now? We have um, 398 stores with car washes right now. And then, I don't know if you care, but that equals 545 bays. So some of ours are single bays and some of them are double. Okay. So quick math, that's about half of our stores have car washes. What goes into determining if a car wash can be added when a new store is built or mm-hmm. kind of what is the logistical needs for, for a car wash there? Sure. So if you ask me, I'd like everywhere to have a car wash in case anybody's listening in our development team. Um, but there's a lot of factors. There's things like how much land do we have at the site? <clears throat> would it make a better diesel location for side diesel that maybe we wouldn't get the car wash sales there? How close is it to a highway, right? Because if you're driving home on an interstate or a busy highway, you, you might not get a car wash then. You're probably going to do it when you're closer to home. So you you look at how many rooftops are around a potential C store, um, things like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, are there stores that are existing where you're hoping to add car washes to, or is it kind of only when you're adding new builds? No, we do actually. Okay. Um, a lot of times when we rebuild a store, our development team will look and say, hey, is this site going to be with the new design of it and the new layout? Is it going to be a good place for a car wash? So that's when they reach out to us. And like I said, we look at population, rooftops, um, fuel has a big um, count in it. If the fuel stairs are pretty high, that means you're probably going to get good counts out of it. But another big part of it too is depending on how that site is laid out or how the new site would be laid out, we have to have a good turn radius into the car wash. Ideally, it's actually a left-hand turn. There's just a lot of factors. So that goes in the development and deciding even a rebuild. Is it a good site to have? Interesting. Okay. So sort of obvious, but people want to wash their cars to, to make them shiny, right, on the outside. But kind of what are some of the added benefits that our car washes provide? Yeah, so you want to wash your vehicle. Ideally, you'd wash it weekly to protect your investment, right? You want to protect the paint, prevent it from rusting. Um, when you drive through the... Um, 
salts in the winter, you're going to have a lot of rust under there. So getting an undercarriage with your wash is really going to help. If you can wash before it rains, you're going to put an extra wax coating on your vehicle that protects it from oh. the sulfuric rain um, that eats away at that clear coat. Bugs and bird droppings, believe it or not, those can actually eat at your clear coat, and then all of a sudden you got little spots in your clear coat. So if you can get those off within a week, <clears throat> excuse me, um, it'll same thing. It'll protect your paint, last longer. So it's really about protecting your investment. A little bit more than just leaving it out in the rain to get it clean. It is, and you know everybody talks about gas prices. A lot more dirt on your vehicle, believe it or not, actually adds drag time. So you get less fuel efficiency if your vehicle's dirty. Oh, huh. interesting. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. um, so we offer touch-free and and soft touch. What are the benefits of both? Yeah, that's a great question. So, um, if you have like a film on your vehicle, and I've ever seen that, you can take your finger and rub it against your vehicle. That really works best with a soft touch. It's a grime, um, road grime, that's a big thing that happens in the fall and again in the spring, so that's why it's harder for us to clean around that time. Um, but a soft touch polishes your vehicle to get some of that film up. But if you have things like bugs or bird droppings, really your best bet is our touch-free wash. Uh -huh. And the reason for that is, um, let's say that you're at home washing dishes and you like to let your plates or whatever you're washing sit in hot soapy water a little bit longer. That's just to make it easier to clean, right? Our touch-free wash, you actually get a heated pre-soak, and then you get additional dwell time, which is when your vehicle sits there, and then the, the chemical just gets to sit and work its way. So that way, when the touch-free happens, um, it's easier to clean that off. So bugs and bird droppings are better to use touch-free. So when I leave the dishes in the sink overnight and get yelled at, I can say it's actually benefiting you because can. what I learned about car washing. Yeah, I guess you can. That's awesome. Okay. Um, I've heard that not all car washes have the same chemicals or same water, the same way they use it regionally in the United States? Yeah. Is that because of different bugs, different dirt, or kind of how does that all play into it? Yeah, there's a lot of factors. And actually, the first factor really starts with, like you said, water. So every community, depending on which well they pull from, has their water quality is different. So some places you have to work harder to clean up the water, to use it in a car wash. Um, so that's a big factor. Another big factor is like you said, depending on where you're at too, it could be different things are coming up off the road. So like in the South, there's a lot of beet farms and that beet basically juice gets on the road and then it gets on the vehicle and you have to clean that off. Well, that's a different chemistry than you'd use up like North, which has like tactonite in the air. So it just depends on where you're at, depends on the titration, which is like basically the consistency of the chemical um, and the strength of it needs to get adjusted depending on where you're at. Okay, so go ahead McKenna. Yeah, so that kind of leads me into a question I have. So can you tell us about how Quick Trip like reuses the water from each car wash? Sure. So what what um, we don't actually reuse our water, but here's what we do. And it's a common um, misconception. So it's actually really good that you asked that and we can explain it. So in order to clean a car, whether it's Quick Trip or somebody else, what you do at the very last pass is you put on spot-free water. To make spot-free water, we use reverse osmosis. That's just our process. What spot-free water is, is just a pure water molecule, like H2O. There's no magnesium, chlorine, anything that's in city water. We strip it out. So normally what you do is you strip out that water, and for every gallon of this spot-free water, you get a half gallon of what I would call concentrated city water. There's nothing wrong with it, but if you put it on a vehicle at the end, you're gonna end up with spots. So what we do is we actually recoup the rejected water that normally we wouldn't mm -hmm. use, and we instead, we use that in the application. We use it in the undercarriage, we use it in some soft water passes where you wouldn't see the 
um, water spots. Um, so we don't reclaim our water. And water reclamation, which is basically using all the water that was on your vehicle, putting it in like a container and then putting it back on the next vehicle. We don't do that at this time, just because there's actually some vehicles out there that say you can't use water reclaim. Um, so we just haven't gone on that path. Okay, okay. interesting. Mm -hmm. So there is still a level of efficiency yeah. to the car washes. Mm -hmm. And you know, some people prefer to wash their cars at home and you know, certainly power to you if you, if you like doing that. But, but what are the environmental benefits to be able to come to a, a car wash and, and kind of have it done sort of sort of our way. Yeah, that's a great question. So automatic car washes tend to use anywhere from 25 to 50 um, less gallons per vehicle than washing at home. So that's a big factor. The other factor is too is when we wash a vehicle, we recoup all that water into a tank and then that water gets properly disposed of mm -hmm. um, with treatment facilities. Whereas if you wash at home, that water just washes down the drain and you know, there's a joke that um, chemicals for fish, dishes, not fishes, type thing. Oh. Yeah. So we we just we recoup it. It's a little greener okay. um, than washing at home, where nobody you know gets in the groundwater, things like that. So, what what sort of scientists, I guess, are, are on our team? Like, oh, has that been something that's evolved to try to be more and more efficient over the years? Or have kind of the, the people involved here on the quick trip side, kind of, kind of who are those, some of those people? So I would, I would probably say on the quick trip side, it's mo my, most of us in store engineering, sure. like you watch the trends in the field, you look at the technology, ask how, then we ask our vendors, we have really good partners, whether it's equipment or chemical and just ask them with technology, how can we be more efficient, whether it's with water, um, whether it's with chemical, you can change like tip sizes and things like that and change the chemical to make it so we can use less, but do a better job, be more environmentally friendly. We try to stay away from anything that's harmful for the environment, even mm -hmm. chemical-wise. Okay. Is there some technologies, some advancements that we're hoping to do kind of in the next five to 10 years? Oh, like what are some of our initiatives? Um, right now, my opinion would be we're probably going to look more towards getting back into the express tunnels. If you got, we have some of those. We have mm -hmm. 41 locations with express tunnels. So, the, the you know our our in-bay automatics that roll over your vehicle, they're great. They do a really good job, but they're about six and a half minutes per wash, per vehicle, and it's one vehicle in a bay at a time. Whereas like our express tunnels that we have, you know you can fit four vehicles in at a time and each wash is only two and a half minutes that's how good the technology is right so cool. time is money sure yeah so i think that would be probably our next biggest step if we can get down that road and i know mckenna your ears perked up you you're a fan of those tunnel washes i yeah i am so the first one i went to was in hudson yeah. i think was it north hudson mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I was kind of having a party in there. There was a bunch of fun <laughs> lights in there, and I was yeah. very excited about it. Yeah, we, we lit them up, right? They're fun. The kids love them. Um, one of the big things was during uh, COVID, people really couldn't go anywhere, right? Sure. But you can always go to a car wash, right? So people were writing in that they just loved, that they could still take their kid to a car wash. Like you said, a lot of the tunnels, because kids got to see the lights, they got to see the colors, and you got to drive, you know, ride through it, because your car should be a neutral. Um, sure. But yeah, they were a big pull. People like them. Didn't we have an engagement story? 
from a tunnel? We did, we, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah, I don't remember a lot of details, but you're correct. Somebody sent that to me. I thought that was really cool. Yep. A couple did get engaged. They like went on their first date. Yeah. Wash. Yeah. So it doesn't just clean your car. I mean, it creates a... memories. <laughs> it does. Apparently, yeah. So you said there's 41 tunnel washes? Yeah, we have 41 of our locations have tunnels. Is that kind of what you try to add, if possible, is those tunnel washes as opposed to the standard bays sure. if, if the space provides? Yeah. So it again, it all really depends on car count, right? So <laughs> those are really meant for high volume, like high sure. density population areas. So it's like if there's room for it, um, that would be a great spot to put them. But they, they don't make sense everywhere sure. just because a lot of places were pretty remote um, right now. So I guess time will tell. Okay. Can you see turning some of the bay washes into tunnel washes? Like existing locations? Yeah. yeah, we actually have a few sites that we've done that at. I think there's four sites where we've taken an existing in bay automatic rollover and put in a tunnel. Okay. So it's it's definitely an option. It's a little bit harder in certain states. There has a lot to do sure. with plumbing codes okay. and with how deep our trenches have to be and things like that. So a little more difficult, but still on the table if it's a really high volume site. So those are all the fun things that you get to do Store with engineering gets to do with, it. yes. That not everybody gets to see. Yeah. So you talk about car counts and getting people through efficiently. You know, so I get mixed feelings sometimes. I'll see 10 to 12 cars in line, you know, for, for a car wash. And I think, okay, this is great for quick trip, but do I want to wait in line that long? So is there scientifically like a, a best or worst time to go get your car wash? Yeah. When are the lines the longest? When maybe should I try to sneak in there with a short yeah. line? Yeah, that's a great question. And a lot of people also wonder that. Um, so you're washing at the exact same time everybody else sure. wants to. Uh, so ma- mainly the prime drive times are when we're busiest, right? So before people go to work, between like 6.30 and 8.30, we're pretty busy. Um, around lunchtime, right? So like say 11 to 1 o'clock. And then again from about 4 to 6 p.m. Those are our prime drive times where we have our longest lines. So if you could go, you know, get up a little earlier, grab your coffee, go like you know, 5 a.m., which might be a little early, so maybe you're a night out, go a little bit later in the evening. Um, it'll reduce your drive time. Or if you're able to, and like our express tunnels, pick one of those, because if you see a couple people in line, those cars will go through within a minute each. So, and the t- so you said it's like six minutes for a bay? Six and a half. And then two-ish? For yep, a, two and a half. So, so six and a half for an IBA, then two so and that, a half. So that moves three times as quickly. Sure, yep. Okay, so if you know you're a bay, don't get scared away. Yep. Or if you know you're a tunnel wash, don't get scared away by that long Yeah, line. yep. So I work on the mobile ordering team, so yeah. I think we need to work in conjunction here a little bit. Put your order in when you get in line, it'll be ready when you get out of line. Oh, we should talk to our some of our uh, code box <laughs> manufacturers. They'd love this idea. Because I see that you can. That there's a sign like, order your cheese mouth yeah. pizza. And I mean, the be- timing is be done when your washes. So yeah. yeah. We have There's a lot a- of people on social media asking for that since we can't get a drive through right now. It's the closest thing to it. But I've seen people get their food and then eat their lunches in yeah. line and sort of pull forward and mm-hmm. kill two birds with one stone. You got it. Okay. Yeah. Um so what is the hardest time of year to clean a vehicle and why? Yeah, spring and fall are typically the hardest time. And it's because you have the weather starting to warm up a little bit, but then getting cooler. So you have things like road grime and things like that that are getting harder to get off your vehicle. Um, so believe it or not, everybody, when you kind of come into this, you're like, oh, it must be winter, right? Because that's when everybody wants to wash. But it's the easiest time of year to wash is the winter just because salt is water soluble. So that comes off pretty easily. So we really up our game in the spring and fall. We have our teams and we have our um, service providers that provide chemical also out there doing extra audits in the spring and fall now to make sure that we're doing the right thing and getting vehicles clean because it is so difficult. So 
A follow-up question for that. Um, how hard is it to clean the car wash during the winter? Because you've got all of the car boogers falling off, <laughs> as uh, we call them. And there's just big chunks of ice and dirt yeah, and all that in there. That's a good question. So I would highly recommend kicking off your car boogers before you get in. Just because we're not going to spend enough time to get those off typically for you. They're going to fall off when you leave. Um, so try to get those off beforehand. But cleaning a car in winter, is it's much easier unless it's coated in ice, right? Because then what we're going to do is we're going to get your ice clean, but then we're not going to get the actual paint clean on your vehicle. Makes sense. Makes sense. So I don't, this is a shot in the dark. Do you do studies on colors of car that get washed more? Because I think you're a new owner of a white vehicle, and I think you'll be finding out that... I have a silver vehicle. Silver vehicles. But those lighter colors, you know, tend to pick up maybe a little bit more grime. Um, you know what? We have not. That is interesting. <laughs> That's something maybe we should talk about with marketing or something, do some kind of study Target on people that. people with white cars. Yeah. Yeah. White cars and black cars look the best clean, I think. Sure. But um, they also look really bad also when they have salt on them. Sure. So yeah, white cars pick up a lot. So you, why don't you tell me how much more you wash now compared to before? Um... You know, I used to wash, I had a white car and I still do have a white car, but I don't drive it anymore. Um, I used to wash that car probably weekly. Good for you. Um, but my new car, which is silver, I have only washed it twice since I've had it. Yeah. And well, I've only had it. I know, I know. I've only had it for probably like a month and a half. Okay. But we also haven't had like terrible weather and I park in a garage, so it's fancy. It, that it's is a good. Better, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, like I said, it sounds like it's newer for you, mm -hmm. so you want to protect your investment. Yep. So it'd be good to wash. And in the summer, we do our elite wash on sale on Tuesdays. So you can go get one every week. It's a heck of a deal. Mm -hmm. So the, the benefits of elite versus the... Our base model. Base model. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a couple bucks extra, but definitely when they're on sale is worth it but yeah. i mean what do you get for that couple extra bucks it's a good question yeah so you're going to get for sure undercarriage you're also going to get triple foam which depending on which wash you get could either act as like a polish or a conditioner but what that does is actually adds an extra shine to your vehicle so it that one is specifically when you leave and then you park your vehicle in the sun and you come out a couple hours later you should really see it pop more mm -hmm. and on top of that you're going to get our rain shield our top package has the rain shield wax in it same thing it's actually going to pop but that that will actually protect your clear coat longer until your next wash. Okay. So what is the true benefit of a standard car wash? Like why why would I ever get a standard car wash if I could get an elite? You know, that's a good question. If you're testing multiple washes, that's a good one. Um no. So a lot of our like dealerships, places like that, like to use the standard wash because all they need to do is basically blow the dust off for a vehicle that's not moving. Sure. So it's usually a lower package is just really dust basic vehicle doesn't get moved a lot things like that would be fine for a standard so but it's kind of convenient it is it's a convenience wash so generally speaking actually touch free is actually considered a convenience wash uh, just because two times a year in the industry this is not a quick trip statistic it's a car wash industry statistic where they say you should use friction twice a year and that would be using like our express tunnel washes that have the brushes on them or like an inbay automatic where soft touch is an option those brushes um, apply friction to your vehicle so it can get at some of the film and road grime and wax buildup that's um, come over time and get that off interesting interesting so uh, we've touched on a little bit but uh, there is a little bit of maintenance that goes into to our car washes um, you know with the moving parts inside it it's natural that you know something might break from time to time what goes into you know 
maintaining all of these car washes yeah. and kind of the upgrades that you, you do over the years. Yeah, so it starts obviously with our awesome retail team. They're actually the ones in their day-to-day picking up debris and garbage so it's not getting in front of sensors um, so that the washes can operate properly. On top of that, they're out there cleaning it every day for us, which just like if you keep your vehicle clean under the hood and stuff, it keeps everything moving correctly, right? So you're not getting dirt and wearing down wheels and bearings. So that's number one. The number two is between Quick Trip, we have our own car wash service team, which is awesome. And then we have some partners that are vendors that get in there and they're doing at least, if not more often, like a quarterly preventative maintenance on our equipment. They're taking things out. They're wheel, they're greasing like bearings and wheels, adding oil. I'm checking, making sure everything looks really good. And then on top of that, they do other checks throughout the year when they're there for projects or more like aesthetic things where they're just checking, make sure signage is good and everything like that. So we we spend a lot of time in our bays between ourselves and our partners um, just taking care of that equipment. Okay. We got a big question now. Okay. The scent. Yeah. Tri-foam smell. How do we officially describe what it smells like? Because I've heard it a hundred different ways. Yeah. Yeah. So if I tell you, you can't release this podcast. (laughs) Just kidding. No, a lot of people, I actually love social media too, because I see a lot of people call it unicorn poop and things like that. Um, Officially, we're going to call it cherry. Cherry. That is the scent. Yep. Okay. Do Do you know the spree candies? Yeah, they're not very popular anymore. I can't really find them like anywhere, but it smells like that. It, I'm gonna guess one of those scents is probably cherry and spray then. Probably. Yeah, and you know what's funny? There is like a thousand different cherry scents. Oh yeah. Which we've learned two over the years, um, but I'll give you it's at least cherry. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, because I suppose like cherry cough syrup smells way different than yeah. like yeah. cherry pie. Yeah. Yeah. You got it. Okay, so cherry is mm-hmm. okay. Um, has that I mean, who decided on that? Like, how was that? How did that become oh, man. to be? The that was way before scent? me. Sure. Uh, yeah, it was definitely before me, and it just kind of stuck. People liked it. Um, you know, we actually did a test and tried some different scents to uh-huh. see bubble gum, tropical, but scent is so different to everybody. Yeah, so you might like coffee, right? Some people do coffee mm-hmm. in their car wash smells. Um, I, I said maybe we could pipe in glazer, huh? right? Do a seasonal thing or something like that, but. Um, People, again, have aversions to smells, and so it was decided long ago it was cherry, and then we are just sticking with it. People like it. I like it. And I think if we changed it, we would see probably more backlash. You would, yeah. On anything. So you know how when you go to the dentist, you get to choose what kind of toothpaste that they use on you. Yeah. Do you think we could ever get to that with Quick Trip? Like the guest gets to choose which scent they get with the soap. I love that. I do too. Yeah, there would be a lot behind that, but I will tell you, maybe in a, our future 2030 model or something, that would be an option. Yeah, you could have like peach, strawberry, yeah. Look at stick you. with cherry, coffee, you could have anything like that. Orange creamsicle. Pair with our dairy team, whatever the season. Exactly. Oh my gosh, you guys, you're blowing milk. my mind. I love this. <laughs> so... Anything else in kind of your in your field, car washes, that you think, you know, our average guest who gets car washes on the time just might not understand about how it works? Yeah, you know, I think before I came into car washes 
14 years ago, I thought it was just you got in and it needed to clean your vehicle, right? And mm-hmm. that's all there was to it, water and soap and you're done. And, and I've learned over the years, and I think it's good for people to know too, there's so much that goes into it. We have to look at the chemistry and whatever is on your vehicle, and then we have to find the right chemistry to take it off your vehicle. So there's just a ton that goes into it. That You know, you have to have the right pressure, the PSI on the water to get it clean, but also not remove paint. I mean, there's like this huge balance of, you know, what is the right way to clean a vehicle and what's the wrong way. So I think that's the main thing is just there's a lot that goes into it very cool very cool uh we got another couple questions here we asked to to all of our guests as we get towards the end if you were stranded on a desert island and could only take one quick trip item with you what would that item be oh tri-foam car wash probably i was gonna say an elite car wash but i can't take (laughs) that with me yeah. yeah that's a great question I, can I take a cup of Karuba coffee with me? Absolutely. I'm going to need it, and I love it. How do you take your coffee? Black. Oh. Is it bottomless? Yes. <laughs> it has to be, right? Otherwise, hopefully, there's nobody else on the island with me. Sure. I also love my coffee black. Yes. So. Hazelnut or straight up dark? No, I like hazelnut. Me yeah. too. Uh, yeah. Although I had southern pecan today, and I thought that was good. I haven't had that. That's good. Yeah, I believe you. I feel like you're my beverages. So, oh. I'm not a coffee guy. Oh. I've never sipped it without. Not even iced, because we make a mean iced coffee as well. I haven't got there yet. I feel like you progress from regular coffee to iced coffee. No. Some people nope. just start. I rates. started with iced coffee. <laughs> okay. And now I don't like it as much. I get black coffee every day. Interesting. I'll probably be a convert at some point, but yeah. I haven't made that far yet. Uh, there's an item on our roller grill as a controversial pronunciation. Are you tornado or tornado? I think I have Paul Service to thank for this because he was um, around when I was at my store and we called it tornados. I had two this morning. So I didn't have coffee, <laughs> but I had two of those. It makes was, up for it. Right. Yeah. And then lastly, in our dairy, chocolate milk. Are you team brown cap or green cap? I got to go green. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think our last person said that too. Or no, she said that it depends on the day. I think the standard answer is Ooh, brown, but I should probably drink <laughs> <Yeah>. green. <laughs> Though I mean, some days the brown is just—it's just what's just better. It's too good. It's too good. Mm-hmm. So, Shannon, we appreciate your time. Yeah. Car washes—I mean, all year round. But I mean, as we get closer to the winter, they—they they become important to help make your vehicle last longer it's an investment you know your car and at some point you trade it in sell it and you could probably add a little bit of money on the back end by, by taking care of it That's with right. our quick trip car washes yeah so, no thanks for having me appreciate it we, we appreciate your time and uh, we'll see you next time yay thanks for listening to the quick cast hey we'll see you next time